For those keeping score at home, it's pronounced doppelganger. This is the LoadingReadyRun.com podcast for July 11th, 2009. And that was Matt's joke. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Matt had a stroke of genius one day at work and immediately... I think you had to. I think you phoned me because the pronunciation is important. Yes, although I, I, I may have texted you because I, uh, I know you would have. Picked That's up true. Actually, it's, you it's might have impressive me. that after, after with Matt, that Matt could still call you even though he lacked functionality in one half of his body. Mm. Anytime Matt has an idea, stroke of genius. Yes, he becomes partially paralyzed. <laughs> I see what you did there, Jared. Originally, I was going to do like a narration on that part and be like, "This summer, yeah. the doppelganger," but I. I figured it would probably be relatively apparent. So I, I was Hopefully. thinking, I was thinking of extending that into a rapid fire bit where it it you cut in in different parts. You've got people split screened with each other, so you've got Bill split screen just standing around kind of awkwardly going, uh, and then Paul standing around awkwardly with himself, and eventually everybody goes through, and then we get to the last one, and it's Matt and I standing around <laughs> awkwardly opposite each other because we've never used that joke before yeah that yeah, joke's I, never I, been used actually this is the first time that we've. that's why we didn't do it <laughs> this video is the first time we've ever explicitly had that happen actually where because uh, bill wanted to throw in the the um late, looks like Matt. late late in the video it was just supposed to be what the blonde one uh to further drive home that our characters have no idea about jeff's ultimate plans but then of course bill wanted to put in the uh you know wait the the blonde one that looks like matt because that's what Bill says every day. Yeah, although to be perfectly honest, it's probably a conclusion we would that our characters would actually draw. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, hustle number ten, the penultimate, which actually means second to last. One or two people were a little confused about that. Oh, really? Unfortunate. Yeah. Oh. It's yeah. Ultimate is final. Penultimate Pen- is Pen- not quite final. It's one, the one before the final. I'm pretty. I think it's a Greek term, actually. Yeah. When I when I was learning uh, ancient Greek as a language class a couple of years ago, uh, the accents, like the 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 way you emphasize certain syllables in the word, follow very specific rules based on long vowels and short vowels and what position they're in, and so the you you talk about the placement of the accent as the uh, I can't remember the exact term, but it's like the penult. Like the Alta and the Pinot or something like that. Huh. Did you know that the ancient Greeks, uh, the ancient people of, of ancient Thailand and uh, ancient Indian culture are all based on Norse mythology? Really? I learned this from playing Tomb Raider. <laughs> 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 so, um, the uh, I'd be curious as to what the third from last is. Mm. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. I can mm. Google it. All right. Rather than us Googling it, somebody tell me in the uh, in the... In the discussion for this, discussion Paul, you're trip? so fucking lazy. Yeah, like, it's always like rather than us no, figuring it out, the the computer is like way over there. I can't quite. Besides, research. somebody probably just knows. Yeah. So. So, um, this obviously we shot this this all before I went to Japan, uh, but it was edited after I got back. Most of it, the the vast majority of it, was edited after I got back, which is why I went up a day late. Because um, I just couldn't get it all done in time, which is a shame. But so sorry about that. But it's, it's funny while you were away, I was having a conversation with Matt because I was like, I was thinking to myself all week. Graham was so on top of things; he got everything edited. We we have we had the video for the Phillips comedy night. He did all that, yep. and it was like, I'm like wow, Graham really got his shit together. And then like the day before you came back, Matt and I were having a conversation, and like somehow he's like, yeah, no, I bet he'll just be editing hustle. I'm like what? He didn't. No, he barely touched it before he left. I'm like. <laughs> 
Really? <laughs> that was that, that was the most important thing. <laughs> I did, you know, I did. I did make uh, some serious inroads, just not as serious as I later discovered I thought I had. <laughs> so, but uh, inroads you know, were not as in. Yeah, we, you know, I did have two videos, uh, you know, done that week, ready to go, and the screening for the Phillips That's and true. comedy and stuff. So that was good, and and a whole bunch of freelance work that I was doing, which was a giant pain in the ass. Um, so yeah, but uh, so I'm just trying to think. The episode starts with the right the boxes and the DVDs. Thing. I'm just trying to sort and then, then of the key points of interest. Yeah, Q, uh, the QV scene. Well, well, no, it's uh, Jeff and Tim breaking in. Oh, right, yeah. Which is nice. Good to have some 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 solid physical comedy, which uh, mm-hmm. Jeff and Tim are both are both quite good Tim, at. Tim, you with the binoculars was just cracking me up the entire time, especially yeah. when you brought it back at the very end. I was like, that's that was, awesome. Yeah. That well, was all Tim too. I, he brought I, those. I was like, hmm, we're doing a spy scene. I'll wear some black clothes, and I've got these random stuff lying around. <laughs> I actually brought some little like like ninja masks that would fit a six-year-old too but i didn't bring them up because they're stupid uh, well there you go i love why do you have six-year-old ninja masks i i was at a dollar store and uh they had like for one dollar you could get a ninja mask a couple of throwing stars and like uh whatever the weapon is Raphael uses Sai. Sai, yeah, yeah. so nice. i was like yes i'll get two of those i love uh, <laughs> jeff's hair waving behind him mm-hmm. looks like like uh, a cape looks like basset hound ears actually <laughs> <laughs> when he's when he's standing there with the with the toucan I really enjoy or working with Jeff in pretty much any situation. He's once you see the the bloopers for all this kind of stuff, he's the funniest guy. Oh yeah, yeah. When he when he flubs a line, it's he he makes sure it's still hilarious, which is great. So yeah, there was uh, the the sort of the, the back and forth uh, there using the you know sort of the uh, you know like the planning montage. You know this is how it's going to go, except it totally not going how they thought it was. But in in deference to it going or in contrast to it going wrong. Uh, it goes like more easily than it ever could possibly have. Yeah, because yeah, apparently we're really clueless about security in any well, in we, any form. I didn't I didn't lock the door, and someone let him into the building, which happens. Uh, and then they were, all the boxes are nicely labeled. All the boxes were just right there, nicely labeled, which they happen to be in bright orange boxes, which I actually have because I do have several hundred mini DV tapes. Uh, so then the bit of QVs with uh, Megan who is actually a waitress at QV's and, and has, in the past, made us dance for the bathroom key. I think just me and Morgan. I don't think she made we, anyone else dance no, for it. We write, for, we write from our real lives. The key. Oh, she has? No, hasn't oh, made hasn't, me okay. dance for the key. Yeah. She, she was at Desert Bus for a little while on the last day. Yep, she was. She showed up there, which was nice. Um, the, uh, the, the, the line about the QV's waitresses was sort of thrown into the last episode. Well, the bit about the one that makes us dance for the bathroom key was sort of thrown in uh, as like a... I mean, one, because it's a funny line, but two, as sort of like a nod to her, because she met, she got us in there to uh, to shoot in the scene that we did in the last episode of Hustle. And then we decided to run with that and see if she'd be up for actually being in it, which she totally was, and she did a great job, so, mm-hmm. so that was good. And um, thank you for saying you like my dancing. Um, then it goes to... The Office? The, yes, the, yeah. the Moonbase Mark II. With our sweet ass unexplained uh, appearance of the moon, the moon base Mark II. <laughs> well, we both, just, it's just shot. Was never it's just shot from a different angle, so it yeah, looks bigger exactly, now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, with our nice uh, giant glass whiteboard. Um, the eagle-eyed among you will notice the list of upcoming videos, and rather have a, uh, noticed the list of upcoming videos. Uh, that's that's a real list. The entries on it, uh, half of half the entries on it were fabricated. 
So don't expect those videos anytime soon. Sorry, there was guys. there was a hasty editing job done on the the note below the uh, <laughs> yeah below yeah. that video list as well. Always good to have. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, so yeah, then uh, in that scene, there's the cutaways. Uh, there's three cutaways to the the doppelganger, which, as I mentioned, um, the just the premise for the term doppelganger of Bill and Bill's evil twin was Matt's idea. I I, I have to give some credit to the. Uh the forums, though, because I believe on the same day they were talking about gingers and the doppelganger mafia was going on, oh. and that's the synthesis of that idea. Was oh, I was like, nice. "Hey, <laughs> so so." There's an issue with that, and that like in in various D and D campaigns that I have played in, uh-huh. we have had a doppelganger password. Okay. Where, um, you know, like, you, you have some sort of password, like refrigerator or, you know, butterfly or something like that, that you say, uh, with a, or it's like a call response to identify that you are not a doppelganger at that period of time. Nice. But in strict D&D term, terms, a doppelganger can read your fucking mind. Oh. <laughs> does that, um, does the people in your party being taken over by doppelgangers happen reasonably often? No. This is Jer we're talking but about. But it's... Well, this is the games I play in. No, but it's happened at least once. And the best way to deal with that as a GM is you, you just take, you take the player aside and say, you have been replaced by an evil doppelganger who is working against the party. And players love it. They love playing the bad guy. Players so, like being dicks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, because I guess it would be a little suspicious if for some reason a player suddenly became an NPC. Right, no, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Huh. How do you manage to pull a player aside during a game without... Already oh, raising just, suspicion. No, but it, on depending else. on what kind of game you're running, you could all constantly be pulling players aside for various reasons, hmm. um, or you know, passing notes. That that works too. The uh, you know, in, sometimes players are just probably the information that the players aren't. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, there's also the cutaway to uh, cutaway and callback to James's Flash, the improved Flash. Mm-hmm. With uh, we, it t- took us a surprising amount of time to make those two little piles of ash. Uh, when really we could have just used, like, flour. We actually went to look for potting ash, which we couldn't find. We ended up using, like, a brown fertilizer, which completely is rendered invisible on camera and was a waste of time. Oh, really? Yeah, and mm-hmm. a sort of a sand, like a white sand thing. So hopefully that... The white sand looks good. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'm it pr- pretty sure that came across pretty well. I was, we actually we went to the Capital Iron, the sort of home hardware type place yeah. around here. And uh, the the guy who was helping us out was surprisingly gung ho about the whole thing. He yeah. was like, you he know, was looking, like opening look, up different kinds of fertilizer, looking at the different packages, and sort of weighing the different options and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, and usually we go into a place where we're like, hey, do you have this? And they're like, yeah. What sort of project are you working on? I'm like, yeah, we need it for a prop. And it sort of was weird to explain. Uh, the girl working at the counter that day was Andy's girlfriend, so <laughs> it worked out well. Nice. Um, and uh, and she thought we wouldn't remember her. Then <laughs> um, the the other cutaway, of course, you remember someone who always tries to take Andy away from us. Well, but she lives in Victoria, so she actually brings him here. I guess that's true. Yeah, from Vancouver. So uh, also the cutaway to Cherry Bomb Toys. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I, we had some questions about like, did we not bother asking his full name? No, he just prefers to go by B. That's just his name, basically. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's a cool guy. He. He's 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 really into doing that part and adds little bits to it that are really good. Like the ah devious, devious. was completely unexpected ad lib from him and it was great. So interruption. Yeah. 
Uh, the last syllable of a word is called the ultima. Second last is the penult, as I was right on that. And the third last is the anti-penult. Oh, so the anti-penultimate would be the third to last? I guess. Huh. I don't know if it's passed into common usage, but... Well, probably not. Yeah, to me, to, me, from the same to me, the anti-penultimate would mean the ultimate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's or not like it's the... not A-N-T-I, it's A-N-T-E. Oh, anti-penultimate. Okay. A-N-T-E. Which is actually based on... Those, terms, like, those terms are based on... As in like anti... As in like anti So I don't know how that works. It's but. like, isn't anti-room, right? Same. Kind of, yeah, yeah, that kind of spell. Because huh. it's not quite the room. It's... The so, waiting so room those, and it's not the ultima penult and anti penult are actually Latin words. Yeah, the right. the ante but is like they front s- before. Yeah, it's the so anterior. It's, so it's before the second, before the one that's before the last one. Right. Fair <laughs> enough, that makes sense. Anyways, carry on. Now okay. you know. It took me a while. Now you know the rest <laughs> of the well, story. Well, now the people in the forums had nothing to do. Oh, we'll keep them busy with something. Hopefully they've been. Hopefully they paused and they searched should go around. to. They should go to the runners site and participate in some challenges. Yes. If loadingreadyrunners.com, y'all. Yeah. If you did already find out the answer, now you can check your work. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A uh, class on Googling. <laughs> um, then, uh, let me see, going from... I, I like all the references to this video that we're not, actually have no intention of shooting. The Like the, some sort of weird Terminator Salvation parody. <laughs> Nerdinator that, Salvation. That also involves Linda Hamilton in some way. I, she wasn't in that movie even. I really like the... the I, I like the the... The parts of loading, like the loading bay run sketches that are sort of exposed in Commodore Hustle, like the the loading ready run in Commodore Hustle is actually a slightly different loading ready run than in real life, yes, right? Yeah. Ostensibly not as good. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's like you know the thing with Graham and I going like, you know, we had a really big fart really here. Long That's long, fart. wet. That fart was here. that was on the list of yeah, videos. Did, yeah, didn't you put a, a video title up called the longest fart? That was a reference yeah. back to that yeah. video. Yeah, and and uh, you know all the stuff with Jeff complaining about our videos and. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and every time we sort of mention a random thing, it's a terrible. Uh, it's idea. a ter- it's a terrible idea. <laughs> so uh, uh, I, I like I like that that, yes. that it's the loading ready run uh, in Commodore Hustle is actually slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. All the ideas that pop up in loading ready runs are ones we have considered for our own videos and rejected. And decided to reject. Well, I, I don't well, know that example. we have ever seriously considered kicking a bear in the ball. I'm gonna. I'm gonna... <laughs> well, no, but you know the double game. I thought it was a good idea. You know. Matt was like, this would be a great video, we should do it. And I'm like, that would be funny, I don't know that we could make it a full video. I know where we can use it. Yep. <laughs> so that, yeah, that worked out well. Um, then the uh, arriving back at home, finding the door unlocked, uh, going in, then we see the uh, ransom note. This one's all fairly sort of, fairly straightforward. It didn't have... Very plot-driven. Didn't, didn't have nearly as many... Yeah, well, um, let's sort of come down the home stretch. Yeah, didn't, didn't have but, nearly as many shooting challenges as the last episode. Before we get to that... I do typically always lock the door. Yeah. It's if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. No, that's that's, that's, that's a complete bald-faced <laughs> lie. It's, it is. You just you just leave the door with your keys in your hand, whereas I wait till I'm in the hallway before I pull my pull keys, out. keys out. So yeah. you, you're always faster. So yeah. it's just, I have no reason to. I pull my keys out as I'm walking to the door in anticipation of needing to lock it. Exactly. So, yes. If, if you didn't lock it, I you would lock, lock it, it. Yes, I but know. I just never do because you're faster, so I don't bother. Uh, but the joke in the video is that I don't. Yes. Because. Because Graham's kind of a dick. Exactly. Exactly. Um, His character. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, and uh, we're, 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 we're trying to think. Ransom uh, note. Yeah, ransom note and. Uh, phone conversation. 
Well, that's yeah, the local. Oh, right. There's a there's, there's a the D&D another, yeah, there's another brief appearance by the the D and D group, which is always fun. Minus Ryan, unfortunately. Minus Ryan, it's a shame. But I just like that. I really like that scene because if you've been paying attention, especially to Jared's earlier mention, which which the the, the it was originally just going to be Jared and Kathleen going off to play D and D, and then he was like D and D education, and then I really liked pointing to the pub and coming up with a portmanteau for D&D education, which is deducation. Which was a complete ad-lib, and then... And then furthering with a, with a definition of deducation, which is <laughs> D&D education where your character is killed. Uh, and so if you've been following, at least from that joke, and also from the previous thing about Jerry killing characters, is, is the entire conversation is like, so, that's how a surprise round works. And like, oh, what happens after that? And the implication being that... No one in any of Jer's games has ever survived a surprise round. <laughs> it's just like, oh, what do you do next? Uh, ca- character creation? Uh, you know, roll up new stats? Resurrection? <laughs> Raise dead? No? It's like, well, what, you mean you guys don't fight after the surprise round? Well, <laughs> I just yeah, really like that. Yeah. yeah, I really like that whole conversation. And that was actually partly inspired by an actual debate on different forms of resurrecting. I don't know. It, it was it was funny, because coming up with that little, like, that little bit of script, I was like, it, it was gonna be um just different ways to bring someone back from the dead with the implication that kathleen's character had died right and people were explaining to her all the different stuff and i, I wrote it out and i'm like ah, oh, it doesn't really work and then maybe i just kill everyone in the surprise round because i realized in the previous episode of hustle you also didn't see past the surprise round because my my <laughs> dragon uh decapitated itself before the end of the surprise round right that's true <laughs> so yeah and, and, that's one one surprise round that the that characters, characters actually lived, lived, behind, lived, lived through, through. Yeah. we never saw what happened afterwards so yeah I like that. And so then uh, uh, an interesting discussion about um, uh, alphabetization, which someone uh, someone informed us on the forums that if Kathleen's name is Dutch, uh, which is not, then Devere would actually be under V yeah. in, the, in the phone book. But uh, uh, on most actual uh, forms, it's um, the you just put Devere as the last name. You know what? If, if you have a first name and last name form, you're not going to put... Like, it's not a middle name. It's part of her legal name, yeah. like, first and last. And her first name is not Kathleen Duh. It's a, it's a slightly different cultural thing. I yeah. Think. Like, like Van is the other way to begin yeah. a, a lot of Dutch last names, and Van means from. Yeah. So it's ba- it's basically just, like, saying... In, but off. Devere is not Dutch. Right. Where is Humbeck? So, uh, Van Humbeck is Dutch. No, where is Humbeck? In... From Humbeck. From Humbeck? I don't know. Yeah. Or, is, or is, it's, in, it's either a city name or, or, a, person, or a person name. Yeah, yeah you can be like, like I am Morgan from... Morgan of Humbeck? Yeah, I mean, like, that's where names originate, kind of thing. Right, yeah. right. Somebody, somebody, Presumably somebody. there's a place in Holland called Humbeck. No, it's possible. There's if you are from Humbeck, we would like to hear from you. There's there's a, a village or town in, in Holland called Zevenhausen. Ah. Or, huh. I'm not pronouncing it quite right, but it was Z's instead of S's and spelled very slightly differently from my last name, but... That's, so that's, that's roughly where it originates. Well, so were you initially... Van Well... Is that, is that oh, why he was originally... It's not consistent the way Hoisen? they always do Hewson? Well, we say Hewson because it's easier in English. Hewson. Okay. <laughs> well, was, it, was it originally Van, though? Like, that... No, I don't think so. I think I think yeah, uh, four or five generations back, a guy just ch- decided to change his name. Mm. Somewhere, and also five that's... or six generations back, some other guy married his cousin, so I don't know. That's... <laughs> Might the, be related. Uh, the randomly deciding to change the name is actually how Kathleen ended up with her current name, so... Because yeah. her dad, uh, her dad uh, used to have the last name of Scales, and was determined that his children would not suffer the same fate, so he uh, legally changed his last name to Devere, thereby pissing off his entire family. And uh, so Kathleen has always her, her legal name has always been Devere, but it's made up 
I've, I've it, considered it's actually from a TV show. If I if I ever mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, have a different different uh, pseudonym or something like that to use for stuff, uh, using my uh, my mother's uh, maiden name as my as you know like a false last name because it's Gagne, which is you know winner, ah. which Gagne, yeah, or to win rather. So that. Jeremy Gunn. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, but it seems uh, a good um, a good last name to have. Except for high opinion you of yourself. You should change it. You should change your last name to. You should change your last my, name to. Straczynski. My first name is Jeremy, which means chosen by God. <laughs> so <laughs> it's my it, my first name is Gray Home, which means has a gray home. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> the problem with Gagne is that it could be. Uh, uh, like if if the person doesn't know that it's supposed to be a French game, it would be like Gagnier. My mom used to get that a lot. Yeah. Gagnier. Yeah. yeah. You, you should change your last name to to Straczynski, because your yeah. middle name already is Michael, so you can yeah. just be J. Michael Straczynski. It's true. <laughs> it would work. It's uh, yeah. I uh, the pro- the problem with J. that Michael though, like names. say I wanted to have a pen name that was like my if I use my mother's maiden name and my middle name, my uh-huh. middle name is Michael. Yeah. So if I wanted to make to Frenchify it, it would be Michelle, uh-huh. which is my mother's name. Uh, so we would have the same name, which would ooh, be weird. That would be weird. Mm. So I, my, my last name is Scottish, and apparently, apparently, it's like the Saunders or Sanders clan, just same clan, mm. but they were like a sub clan of a different one. So Saunders literally means like belongs to this other clan. Interesting. Huh. So it's basically we were just like some guys who were hanging out. My last name has two origins, but I can't remember what the origins are. One is British, and one is something else, and they. You were come from a long line of wig makers. I, I just I'm a nicer the, one. Well, I'm of the British origin because my my family line is. But um, it it the last name Wiggins actually evolved two different ways. And one was like Wigan, and then the other one was like like Wiggins or something like that somewhere else. And they just over the period of years of evolution of the names, they both ended up being Wiggins. And so there's actually two separate like Wiggins lineages in terms of the the actual use of the name. Huh. I I noticed I well I haven't looked at the thread in a couple of days, but I don't know if if anyone had actually saw my awesome continuity save at the end of the D&D scene. Oh yeah, no one's no, no one's, one's mentioned it, up. it. So I even I wait even a, wait to spill yeah, the beans. No, it's okay. Just let, let let them figure it out, but I even I, I I think it was James. I was even like, "Look at this." And he was like, "What? I didn't I don't know. I'm like, wow. I even told you to watch, and you didn't get it. I, it's so good, though, I because I mean that you totally don't notice. It's great. So yeah, yeah, it's very well I, done. I don't know what you're talking I'll about. I'll show you after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I know because he showed me exactly. Um, good for you, Matt. The uh, bit of us all together at the end, and was also shot. A lot of stuff shot in my room this episode. Mm. Um, mm. And then, Much like the normal weekly routine, we shoot loading ready run stuff. On you know the weekends and then the but other five much days. Much of the stuff is shot in Graham's room. Uh, the other five days, though, we're pretty much shooting in Graham's room the entire time, mm. and uh, you don't get to see most of that footage. But um, well, that's what brings in the money, though. So yeah. I certainly get to shoot in Graham's room a lot. <laughs> <sighs> what did you do while I was away? I don't want to know. All right. <laughs> Best you not ask. That yeah. question. So uh, yeah, not not actually not to talk about from the Matt was side, really but, enjoying uh, having you away. Actually, he really? was strutting around. He's like, I got the apartment to myself. Wandering around in the nude. He was talking about my that. balls on everything you own. Uh, Just so you know, that's good to know. Good to know. So um, yeah, uh, look forward to episode eleven, and then uh, for hustle to return with season two later.
Yes. We're gonna, there's there's going to be a break between seasons, just in case that wasn't already made abundantly clear. Just to be clear, we will still be putting out videos, they will just not be hustle videos. Yeah, they, yes. we're still going to do a video a week, it's just instead of hustle, it will be other stuff. So. We're still going to get letters when the first episode oh, of I'm hustle sure that will. should go up isn't up. Well, whatever. So, um, what are we playing now? Oh, James would like it known that he played seven hours of Battlefield 1943 the other day. Mm. That's and then Microsoft isn't allowing. Oh, him and then Microsoft isn't allowing him to buy it for himself. So he's been yeah. playing it on other people's Xboxes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I have been playing more Final Fantasy XII. It continues to be good, and I uh, yeah. I'm Are you liking the battle system more? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, cool. I talked about it a bunch last last podcast. Oh, okay. So. I won't bother. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely getting into. It. I haven't actually played it for a <laughs> while now, but uh, I just got um, oh, what's his name. The first uh, uh, summon thing. The first Esper? Or yeah, Esper. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the in the bottom of the tomb. The tomb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty. I haven't actually got to use him yet, but I'm pretty stoked. I don't know. I I sort of I still have this sort of niggling suspicion that I'm somehow doing it wrong, but I, it seems I, I, but it seems to be working. I barely used the Espers. I never I, used I have one. yet to actually take an Esper on my license board. Mm. Yeah, I. But but yeah, it's like it's, it's it's the way I'm like the way my my team like I'm basically I have three three guys that I'm using and three guys that I'm basically ignoring. Yeah. And I've got one guy. My my main guy uh, has is uses staffs. Nice. Uh, and so he's doing a lot of damage, but also has like super ridiculously high evasion. So he's he like can block like half the stuff that hits him. Uh, and he's my front end guy. And then I just have. Uh, Belfier and Fran with a, a bow and a uh, uh, a bow and a gun, respectively. Yeah. Uh, and they just stand at the back and heal and and shoot. Nice. Uh, and so, like, it seems like I mean, so I sort of have the the guy with the staff. Like, it just seems like a weird guy to be tanking, but it seems to be kind of working. No, stabs are good. I, um, um, yeah. Staves. I have. Mm. Sorry. I have the. Um, I did all, all. I did. I upgraded my 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 secondary party. Who have like each each of them have like five hundred license points. Uh, <laughs> I had that happen to me. I just uh, I just upgraded them, so I gave them all uh, uh, the the quickenings, so I can start like a boss fight with all of them quickening, kill it, use them all up, and then switch back to the other people and continue nice. on. Oh, I I would frequently do the, uh, do that as well. It yeah, it's a good strategy. And because I never, I don't didn't want to actually fight with them because they were all like. Ten levels lower than everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that would kill off all the mooks that fight with bosses, and then and and it would just say, take a like, big substantial chunk out of their health. Too. I did, I did like, uh, I did like using Ash later in the game. Uh, I thought she was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, over, it's over Fran. It's basically everyone's the same, right? It's basically, just, it's just yeah. which picture do you like better? Yeah, <laughs> well, I was not a big fan of Fran as a character, so she was in my I, off team. What her voice actually, is really interesting, though. That, that's yeah, actually one of the things I was about to say. Is one of the things that I really like about Final Fantasy XII that I haven't really, and it's a subtle thing, but it's everybody in it has the well the voice acting is done really really well yeah but it's they all like it's not everybody is american no, or actually, or or everybody or even like you you know it's normally like all the good guys are american and the bad yeah. guys have ethnic voices actually it was, we were talking i was talking to kathleen about this when it first came out everyone in the game has commonwealth accents mm. the um there's uh the bad guys i think are british um uh bosch and them are actually new zealand accents um, there's uh, South African accents in there. Um, I think the the Marquis, I believe, is actually a South African accent. 
mm. with um, uh, there's uh, there's Australian accents. The 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 main like normal sounding neutral characters are actually Canadian accents because mm. it it is largely considered that when you know a a normal Canadian accent, not the oh you hoser eh, but a normal Canadian accent, a British Columbian, such, such as we are actually some of the most uh, neutral yeah. accents. Yeah, pure uh, clean. And there's and easy uh, to understand what's by a, the 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 old guy uh, in the, in Robin Astor is uh, Indian. Too, yeah, which is cool. So it's just it's just kind of neat. Like it's like oh yeah, there are other nationalities other well, than American. Yeah. Apparently they actually and it's got not, stage actors to do all the voices right. too. Yeah. And it's not yeah. like you know all people from this nationality speak in this. You know, it's not like the the Star Wars thing where it's like oh yeah, these aliens all for some reason speak with Chinese accents. These aliens all speak with yeah. Uh, you know these these aliens are all Jewish for some reason. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> they actually have interesting accents and stuff. So it's, it's really nice. It's, mm-hmm. it's cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, well, I'm not what? playing much of anything really. Playing Japan? Did you play any cool video games in Japan? Video like 3D sex video games? <laughs> I wish. Or Did video- you do the one where you have to poke the guy in the ass? With your finger no. and wedge it up up his ass as no. far as you can go. That one, as the video get, game, Matt. As you get pictures on the screen of the guy writhing in pain. I don't think that's pain. a video game. It actually is. Really? Actually is. <laughs> this in arcades. You, this is uh, what you were playing when Graham was away. Despite the despite the phenomenal abundance of them, I didn't actually spend a lot of time in the pachinko slot stages. Uh, but I did go into Super Potato, which is an amazing what? store. It's, it, it, it's a Japanese retro gaming store in Akihabara, Ak- or Akiba. <laughs> Which, Ak- Japanese... Akihabara? Akihabara. Is it? Okay. Or that's, well, uh, Akihabara. It's, I don't know. They, they pronounce it differently on the subway than I... I'm, I'm assuming that the subways are pronouncing it correctly. Mm. So it's actually Harajuku. Not Harajuku, which oh. is how we pronounce it. They actually have the accents on completely different syllables than we do. Hmm. It's Harajuku. It's but it's it's a Shinjuku. Japanese video game uh, retro video gaming store, which means they only have PS4 stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's it's like, like Xbox 720, Chrono Trigger, and Final Fantasy V for the Super Famicom for like five bucks each mm. and it's like I want to buy but then I also have to buy a Super Famicom and then I have to take it all home with and me and that's so pal, much stuff and, right, and then it'll all be pal and it's like oh I want it all but I can't really validate the purchase <laughs> I mean, because not, the only things that will, that I could buy there that will play here are DS games and uh, PSP PSP, PSP would work. Okay, so PSP or DS. I don't have a PSP anymore. PS3 is also good. And they, didn't, and they don't really have any like old... Anything that could be cool and different that I could get for DS that I can't get here will be in Japanese, which I can't read. You should have gotten the witch-touching game anyhow. Oh, I should have. Damn, I really dropped You really have there. an encyclopedic knowledge of inappropriate <laughs> oh, touching <laughs> Japanese video games. I'm really kind of disappointed that I didn't get the witch-touching games. Yes, I, I do make a point of reading the uh, maximum risky tagged posts on Kotaku. Those are entertaining. So, But, uh, yeah, Super Potato was pretty awesome. They, they have a chair made out of Famicom games. Nice. It's ridiculous. So, they also they, they sell Virtual Boy games. I got to play a Virtual Boy. They oh. have a stand-up Virtual Boy. Oh, I haven't done that since there was a stand in like Toys R Us. Like Sears or whatever. I've never, I've never used it before. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, Did you get lame, a but it's pretty cool. No, I, was, I didn't play it for that long. Oh. I played a little bit of the Wario game. If you'd played it much longer, you would have gotten a wicked headache anyhow. That's what I understand. Yeah. So, But yeah, Super Potato was a lot of fun. Thanks for telling me about it, Jer. No worries. It was really I kind of want to uh, open a supermarket called Super Potato <laughs> and just have awesome kinds of potatoes. 
Yeah, like it's the, the more potatoes than any other store on Earth. Yeah, or maybe even just like a restaurant One and, really and just have like potato. just be like like the greatest baked potatoes possible. All, potato all meals soup? based on potato. Yeah, potato or just, it's just it's, potato it's, soup is good. It's basically like you get a baked potato and then there's like ridiculous Ooh. amounts of stuff to put wow, on. Wow, that would be a really big baked potato it's, with it's like, steak. It's on like it. salad loop except baked yeah, potato. Yeah, like a stand with baked like you get a baked potato. Or you do that with a double blank, double you do uh, double baked potatoes. Like, oh, yeah, you put whatever put what you want inside the potato and then on the potato. And then, then be, oh. Oh. Mm. All right, we're copywriting that, you know. Uh, this Indeed. is prior work if somebody else wants to open up that place. We, we will a, sue we you. We get a cut. Yeah. Um, I, Sorry, speaking of video games and flagrant trademark infringement, I was reading about this guy. Yeah, the, the, the Edge guy. Yeah, the guy who just sues any video game that has the word Edge in it. And uh, it was... Oh, man. Is that why Soul Calibur or Soul Edge turned into Soul Calibur? No, no. It's, it's, <laughs> he used to run... Or he's the he runs like Edge Games, which hasn't made a game in fifteen years. But apparently, all they do now these days is spawn lawsuits, and they even put up like a basically a baiting site uh, for a game called Mirrors, a game made by Edge, to tr- to basically try and get EA to sue them, so then they could counter sue for a trademark or whatever. So like the the story I was just reading is that you know the game Edge of Twilight that we did on Unskippable a couple weeks ago. Apparently, that game's been around for like two years in terms of like announcements and previews and stuff uh and just now the guy you know after it's like after it'll finally be being released this year just now this guy decided to file a, a trademark grievance because edge of twilight is an infringement upon edge games. right because like, it, it would be super easy just if, if he had done it before they would have just oh, okay we'll change the name yeah so yeah <laughs> it's the guy it's uh, kotaku called the guy a uh, trademark troll yeah yeah which is it's so stupid just get a life. Anyway, sorry, Matt, what were you playing? Uh, I am, I've been playing Battlefield 1943, um, which is good. I enjoy it. It's, uh, it's amazing how much they improved the graphics in just a year. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's all, if, you're, if you haven't been playing it, it's all the Pacific maps of Battlefield 1942. Uh, redone as a 24-player 24, 24 multiplayer instead of 32 or 64. Um, and uh, using the graphics and physics engine and gameplay engine from uh, Battlefield Bad Company on the 360. Um, pretty much awesome uh, classic Battlefield-style multiplayer with uh, jeeps and tanks and planes and aircraft carriers and spawn points that you can capture, and it's just a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Is it it's a Xbox Live Arcade? Uh, Xbox Live Arcade or PSN Network Store, yeah. Uh, so it's not actually a, like a box nope. game? And it's 15 bucks if you want it. Nice. Quite excellent. Um, and uh, I've also been playing Watching 24 Season 7 on my PS3. Um, otherwise, I haven't been doing much much else. I've taken a little break from Final Fantasy 7 for the time being, uh, although I will go back to it. Um, and uh, I got my fourth piece of five of my uh, Tier 8.5 gear in World of Warcraft, which means now all I need is my shoulders, but in order to get those, we will have to actually beat Ulduar, which we haven't been able to do yet. Are you getting close? Uh, Are you guaranteed to get them when you beat them? Uh, not necessarily on the first attempt, but because uh, I know there's a lot of like a lot of people. But are, he always drops set items. Well, he certain items. I mean, not certain items. bosses in the instance drop tokens that are like are guaranteed to drop two tokens. Okay. Those tokens can be used by. Uh, there are three different types of token. Each token can be used by three different classes. One of the tokens can be used by four, so it has a slightly higher drop rate and tends to drop disproportionately more. Um, but, uh, so, and the five bosses that drop tokens always drop the same 
type of token gotcha. for the same armor item. So one guy drops all three chest tokens. One guy drops all three leg tokens. Gotcha. And then he drops two of the three, or drops a random selection of two selected from those three every time you kill him. So you might end up with, like, two conquerors one time, or a conqueror and a vanquisher or something. So basically just trying to make the loot more applicable to more people. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. So that way it's not like you just get the healing chest drops. You get a chest token that drops that can be exchanged for the healing, tanking, or DPS chest for three different classes. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Sure. Uh, I picked up Tomb Raider Underworld for cheap. Mm. Uh, It was $10, and I was willing to part with $10 Canadian dollars for that game. (laughs) I will give you $10 Canadian dollars for that game. Um, (laughs) I mean, like, I, I like Tomb Raider a lot, and the reason that I like Tomb Raider is... Because you get into that nice zen place uh, after playing it for a little while where you can see the lines that you need to follow in the levels mm. and you just sort of do it and it feels really good. And you're like, wow, I'm really good at this because I can, you know, hop up here and jump over here, climb across this and swing from here. And it feels like you're doing something very impressive. You don't question why you're doing it. I, I mean, like, to get from one side of the room to the other side, you're going to have to jump, climb across, scurry along, etc., like 20 different things. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to enjoy Prince of Persia. It's, it's Prince of Persia it, light. It, well, I mean, but now, considering the current Prince of Persia, like, yeah, I, I guess that, that's the true, new one, actually, it's yeah. like Prince of Persia heavy. <laughs> because, I mean, from what I understand, and I haven't played it, but uh, the new Prince of Persia is very guided. In terms of yeah. how it how it does all well, this for a, you, it actually shows you which where you can go. Whereas Tomb Raider, like the Tomb Raider Underworld, is more like okay, you have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem comes that they like in Tomb Raider they like to cheat the animation in certain areas. So it's like okay, you climb across here and scurry across here, and you you sort of jump at this thing, but you're not sure if you're going to be able to make it. And you jump at it, and then Laura like sort of turns in midair in a really inconceivable fashion in, in order to grab onto whatever she's supposed to grab. Like there's a sort of a scripted event that happens when you do it. Oh, I see. But they try and cover it up and hide it with camera moves and things like that. The problem is uh, when those things don't trigger, and you go you like you go through this line to the very end of it, and you jump from you know point A to point B, and you're like, yeah, that looks like the place that I should jump, and it doesn't work, and you're like, oh. Well, I guess I need to come up with something else then. Yeah, that was just and scenery. you do every other conceivable thing and can't figure it out until you're finally like, okay, I'll try that first thing again, and it just works. Mm. Um, that is kind of weird. The other thing that I find a little bit um, I, that I take issue with, and I should I should clarify, I actually really like this game. Like it it is like Tomb Raider Legend sort of, but way better looking. Like it looks really nice. Uh, mainly because of post-processing effects, like motion blur and things yeah, like I mean, that. Yeah, I quite like Tomb Raider Legend. Yeah, Tomb Raider Legend was, I think, is I still think my favorite one, mm-hmm. um, because uh, the levels all seemed like very differently themed, and the combat was kind of fun. The combat in this is not so good, um, but uh, the, the I talked like last week about I didn't really like. Uh, the, the thing in Zelda on DS where you had to sail around and do random mini games to accomplish things and stuff like that, and there's sort of like a telos of a game, like what the game is that I think it should stick to. I think when you boil it down, um, a game can't be everything to everyone, and if you're trying to do something with, with a game, just sort of boil it down to what makes this part of the game fun and go with that and get rid of anything that interrupts from it. 
like in Tomb Raider, they, there's this sort of thing where you have to collect all these little tiny artifacts scattered throughout levels, and they're much more numerous in Underworld than they are in previous games. And they're just sort of everywhere instead of just being hidden. Are they? Are they not just a bonus thing? They're actually like they are just they are just a bonus thing. But oh. I mean, they're but they are like in plain sight all over the place, just lying there. Um, so sort of, it's sort of fun to go around collecting these little, this, these little artifact things, right? It's also fun to ride really quickly on the motorcycle from point A to point B and see how quickly you can get there, right? Because the, the motorcycle is not just in its own mini stages in this game. It's it you can you can leave it somewhere, run around, do some puzzles, and then get back on the motorcycle and drive somewhere else, right? So they're trying to make it a little more open worldy. The problem comes in like the long corridor areas where you are expected to just ride the bike at top speed, and then you'll just see one of these artifacts off to the side of the road, at which point you need to stop your motorcycle, get off of it, run over, pick up the artifact, get get back on the motorcycle, and keep going, right? Which, right. which yeah. So the, the fun of collecting the thingies is undermined by the fact that it's such a hassle to pick them up, and the fun of riding the bike is undermined by the fact that you have to keep stopping to pick up these thingies. Yeah, it's, it's sort of the, the idea of understanding the implications of design. Like, it's, it's rather than... Just it's like okay, we need you know whatever X number of these little token thingies in every level. Exactly. Just scatter them around randomly, but actually really designing, you know, understanding the how that's going to change the experience. For right. The Underst- well, understanding. Yeah. Like this. This part. This is what in this part of the game is going to be fun. So let's do that and let's make it as fun as we can, just by virtue of being what it is. Like, sorry, is this? Uh, sorry, I had to take a call there. Is this Tomb Raider Underworld? Tomb, yeah. Tomb Raider Underworld. I was watching a speed run of that the other day. Mm-hmm. Boy, that game has glitches. Yeah. Funny story. Uh, if you walk, if you crouch and walk off a survivable fall, like a fall that you'll survive but you'd still take a lot of damage from, mm-hmm. walk off a survivable fall in a crouch, you'll take no damage. Really? Yeah. Huh. Also, you can skip half the game with a really simple, really, really simple glitch. Really? Yeah, because there's a bit where you're in Croft Manor at the very, very beginning. Yeah, yeah. And it's on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a bit apparently later in the game after like where you are also in cross where you again. come back and you have to go a different way. Yeah, and you can actually sort of do this weird jump and jump from one part to the next part, and it just goes, oh, I guess you're there now, and just continues you on the game. And you skip three giant levels. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That's game breaking right there. That's amazing. That was a really entertaining speedrun. I think you should watch it. When, I, I will. When, when, I will you're, when you're done the game. Well, that's not going to take very long, because it's, as I understand, a not very long game. Oh, there you go. I, also, the whole premise of the game is a game that, ever, that all the mythology in the world is somehow based off Norse mythology, which is weird. Like, there's Norse ruins underneath every single different country. Yeah, I mean, Norse mythology is cool and all, but... Uh, it's in my bag, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it is. But, you know, like, everywhere? Like, it's kind of a burn on everybody Thailand? else's mythology, yeah. Hmm. So Hey, those Vikings, also, you know, they had the longboats. They could get places. Uh, it should be just in the main compartment, Graham. Okay. Uh, oh, there it is. I mean, it's... I've already played Two Human this year, okay? And so I've had, like, a lot of Norse mythology shoved down my throat <laughs> um, in, in bad video games. So, I don't know. But, uh, no, it's, <laughs> Tomb Raider's fun. Um, I'm kind of enjoying it. Rumor came out today that they're doing a, a reboot of it that's entirely open world. I thought, um, I thought I the, Legend was a reboot. I like that piece of concept art from it. Yeah. Uh, the, well, Legend was a reboot, but, I mean, Underworld seems to tie up the story that was started in Legend, so mm-hmm. presumably this is going to be a reboot that makes Laura much younger and starts her out in, like, her first mission. It would be interesting to do an open... Like, has it has anyone ever done an open world game that's not in a city? Like, that's not in, like, a sort of urban area? Um... Far Cry 2 yeah. Far Cry 2 is mm. in yeah. 
Africa, just yeah. wide open. Far Cry Two is fucking. But huge I, but I was too. just I think it'd be interesting like to do like an open world thing, but like in the areas that Lara Croft is normally in, like big sort yeah. of mountains and. Uh, I mean, that'd be cool. You know, sort of fairly, it, fairly unaccessible places might be kind of interesting. And then they could also do other things, like fix the fix the uh, fighting and make it like Uncharted took a good route actually, yeah. with making making the fighting more like sort of a Gears of War cover like thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I mean, from the from the trailers of Uncharted two, it looks like Uncharted is totally taking a bunch of the Tomb Raider jumping around stuff too. Yeah, I mean, well, I, well, the first one had that. The as first well. one had that. Yeah, but it, to it, that extent. It, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It, it was okay. most of the game was that. Broken up by little Gears of War style gunfights. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it like as I see it, it's the same kind of thing. But they just instead of using like a really antiquated, like '90s, 3D fighting engine, they used a modern, you know, post millennial fighting engine. Um, the uh, and also Lara Croft just doesn't look as attractive as she used to. I, I hate to really? say it. I didn't think she looked that attractive to begin with. I, the it, it, when, when I was when I was a teenager, I, I she was she was pretty fucking attractive. Um, uh, but you know. So, like I think the problem, like now, I I never thought of Laura Croft as a butterface before, mm. but her she I mean she I'm looking at her and I'm looking at all the pictures of Michael Jackson on the news right now. And well, I agree with with what Yahtzee was saying, which is you know that as the original thing is they did the best they could at the time with the graphics they were able to do, and then now they're trying to stick to that even though the proportions and everything you know make her look sort of weird. Legend actually uh, dropped the size of her chest and ass significantly. Mm-hmm. That that um, was sort of the one I was referring to, and I was like I preferred that character model the more realistic pro- realistically proportioned still stacked, and that, that that's that's fine it's it, it is her face that is the problem yeah. her face still looks like she has been under the knife like five too many times yeah um and i, I realize they're trying to make it cartoony and whatnot that's but what I said the concept art for the new game looked, looked, looked really cool. way better but i mean we'll see right I'm, I'm glad that crystal dynamics is going to continue doing it because mm. I, I think that they did a very good job of making the franchise better yeah uh but yeah that's what i've been playing tim uh, did I mention last time that I'd beaten Halo 3? No. I beat Halo 3 for the first time. I'd, I've played three quarters of the way through it with friends on co-op and stuff before, but I finally got around to buying it myself and beating it. Wasn't very satisfied with the ending. I thought the plot didn't get tied up very well. But, meh. I mean, I assume Halo 4 is coming out at some point. Uh, Halo Reach, I think, is coming out. Um, yeah. Halo well, is. Reach? Is, and there's is, also the ODST one. Right? Well, there's ODST. ODST with is, the voice talents of Nathan Fillion. Yeah, that was, well, not rad. only the voice talents, he's he's in the game. Oh, right, he's one of the, he's characters. One of the characters. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm looking forward to ODST because Me I think too. it's as far Sorry, as what's ODST uh, uh, Orbital drop, drop shock troopers. You know the oh, that, that's, that's the, the guys in like the black you know the guys in the black the armor who always come in the with time? the arm, with the master chief and get killed. Yeah, those guys. So the game, the entire game is you dropping in and dying immediately. It, <laughs> it's basically you're one of those dudes and you dropped in by accident too late or something like that. There's a city that gets destroyed at one point in Halo 2 and you are were supposed to be dropping in to help their ground forces before they were destroyed, but for some reason you went off course or something and ended up landing after the city was destroyed. Ah. Um, and so you're sort of going through and f- trying to piece together what happened there. And that's where all the superintendent stuff was from, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting though. Like it looks like it has more open worldy sections and like more of a, an interesting sort of mini narrative to it. Yeah, oh, okay. it looks neat. So are we sort of done with the Master Chief as a character? Is he well for the time being? Are you kidding? For the time being, like <laughs> I, I mean, the, the Halo. I mean, like I would assume Halo Four would be the further adventures of the Master Chief as opposed to it's, all these it, other side stories. If you look at it from some perspectives, it could be that Marathon is the future adventures of the Master Chief, though it's not really. 
spelled out that way, but the the ending of Halo 3, where you do see that the Chief is alive, which you presumably didn't see yet, Tim. I haven't seen yet. Way to um, spoil there. Yeah. Well, come on. I, there's there's a stale date on that one. Oh, why? Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're spoiling it for It's hard to though. believe he's dead. We'll see. He's alive. Yeah. yeah so, but <laughs> it's obvious. The ship, you see sort of a ship in the background that... Could, it's the marathon. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's the marathon. So don't they give you like show you the marathon logo on it? Well, it, the marathon logo is well, yeah, is but, like, part of the, is part of the Halo logo. But don't they just like explicitly tease oh, you oh, with the fact that it is the marathon? All the no, Marines have that well, logo on there. It, that's just it the could logo conceivably for the... be the marathon is the idea. But I mean, so then you end up being like this guy in armor who is boarding this ship that is the Marathon that may or may not be derelict and covered with aliens. Um, I, it's it's very possible that they're trying is, to... Yeah, is that the, would, is that the, the like, plot of Marathon? I, I've never actually played yeah. Well, in, in Marathon, they never really make explicit why you're there and why you have armor, and no one else seems to. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, games back then did yeah. not necessarily justify... I would like to things. see, actually... Uh, actually doing a full-time... Yeah, well, I'd like to see basically like a, a marathon remake, of remake marathon, on, the yeah. ma- on the Halo engine. Yeah, yeah. that I, I've thought about that as well. They're very different kinds of games, though, um, in a lot of ways. They are. So, only like, if they maintain the, the the hilarious level names for marathon. The, My I favorite mean, level name smells like napalm, tastes like chicken. Like I, I don't know if you guys have played the Conduit at all. No, I've been, that? I've played a little bit of that. It's the, the it's, it's the Wii first person there, shooter. There have been wildly varying uh, reviews on that, all the way from like four till eight and a half. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I've, I've seen their ad on TV when they're like best shooter for the Wii ever. Of course, it's their ad, but yeah, you know the uh, I mean, like I liked Metroid What's Prime Three a lot, but I'm not it really so stoked on the Conduit. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't really feel that it works as a traditional shooter, but. It also like it feel a lot of people have been like it, it feels like Goldeneye and it, it kinda huh. does in that you're sort of going down a corridor from the beginning of a level to the end of a level. Or a conduit? What? <laughs> but like I, I, this is what I'm saying when I say Halo and Marathon are very di- different kinds of games because Marathon is also sort of I mean there's puzzle rooms and things like that in Marathon but you're more or less going from one area to another area and encountering things in between. Yeah. But Whereas, I mean but that's a limitation in the engine. Though. Right. I mean but Halo is much more about, you know, open wide open set piece battles. Yeah, it's true. Um like you know the beginning of the first stage in Halo 3 it's, where you're coming down yeah. onto that base and you can see it over top and you like, have to yeah. plan your way and around it's, it. And it's not really like the first game. The first game I found to be very core it, it is in, in parts, places. But it does have those big set piece yeah. battles as it's, well, like your first drop on the Halo when I mean, you, you come in and you've got well, this giant yeah. battle going on below in, you that you drop into. Even in the first Marathon game, there's a bit where like you can there's a there's a window on a second floor and you're looking down at this huge room and there's a bunch of guys fighting. And yeah, you're not involved in that, and you can basically wait for them to kill each other and then go down and clean up the rest. That's there true. There are big battles they, in Marathon, but, as big as they were able to do. Right. I, I guess what the way that Halo uh, fleshes it out, like especially when you play it on the harder difficulties, you really need to use all the terrain and obstacles and things like that to effectively fight in in Halo. And uh, that's why I say when I say set piece battles. Right. Um, so that like that's something that's really come to shooters more recently. So I think if they mm. were to remake Marathon, they would have to do it quite differently. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's essentially Marathon. It was Doom or Quake, but with an actual storyline, like yeah. an actual like well put together story. But but I mean, technically, like it was basically the same thing. You know, a, a maze of twisty passages. I mean, they were like, hey, look at this. We can do stairs. Yeah. Multiple levels, bitches. How about that? <laughs> yeah. I don't think they actually had curved services. I think that was Quake was the first one that had curved services. Well, uh, wasn't Marathon the first one that actually had like moving enemies? No, no. Marathon was the first one to have multiple levels, I believe. 
But that was that was, which was, was entirely have, like like you, it had rather than having elevators go between things, it actually had like staircases. That you could go which right. was entirely smoke and mirrors. Like it, it was not actually. <laughs> yeah, well, there, everyone, everyone was always cheating with all that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I believe because Quake was like because Marathon wasn't actually full three D. Of course, it was all just. Uh, everything was sprites on top of like yeah. your gun and all the enemies were sprites. Like Duke Nukem yeah. 3D style where you've got uh, you know a, a three frame animation for the enemy and if you go around behind them they just they're always turned to face you. I yeah. believe that's how Marathon, Marathon works. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Whereas, with the whereas, toilets. I always thought the toilets were funniest. Even if you go around behind the toilet now the toilet's facing you backwards. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Quake was the actual first actual full 3D. Full polygonal stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah I think it would be or you know looking at later Marathon's I mean, I guess the the Which, later marathons definitely had a lot more open air, open sorry, stuff. Yeah. As but. a complete aside, I just recently had uh, sort of an interesting thought, which I was reminded from the mentioning of Quake. I was watching some speedruns, watched the speedrun of Super Mario World, which was pretty impressive. It was beaten in ten minutes, um, not hundred percent, obviously. This was just as quickly to Bowser as you could, um, and uh, then it plays the end credits with all the enemies. And I remembered, of course, that um, in every area's fortress, there's the four fireball spewing triceratops on the pinwheel mm-hmm. which is called Resnor uh, obviously that's not the Japanese name and it was done by the localization people and when Paul was talking about Quake I was reminded that Trent Reznor uh, did all the music and sound effects spelled exactly the same way yeah do you think that maybe that was the localization team just oh, using probably using just being like hey Trent Reznor has a cool ass name let's call this guy Reznor there, there could even be some sort of like Trent joke somewhere in the game around there too I wouldn't be surprised because I was looking up uh, Mega Man X5 where all the boss enemies were renamed to be references to Guns N' Roses yeah it's fucking stupid <laughs> it's really stupid the uh it what was I going to say? Duff McWhalen. Yeah, it's, it's interesting as well when you go back to Quake because there's not actually a lot of music in Quake. There's a lot of like special like sound effects and weird crap going on, but yeah. not mm. actually a lot of music. It'd be interesting to do to do Marathon like you know do because of course the big thing about Marathon was all the you know the computer consoles that you talk mm-hmm. to and stuff, but actually do the, uh, do those you know actually do it as a I mean not maybe not cutscenes but maybe do it almost something like um, uh, Doom Three with the like you have the pad. That, so you can have like voiceover stuff. Yeah, I mean, like or or Bioshock, right? Where you have the the recorded. Yeah, stuff. So exactly same idea. Uh, it could be interesting, or to um, or have have Leela talk to you and I mean, yeah, you, or and have all the people you know, so you can you can hear them becoming insane. Mm. If you were to upgrade um, or to to update Marathon, you might also have like the in the modern in the Halo games, right? You have Cortana who appears as sort of like a transparent hologram. Yeah. Um, that the chief can see, uh, so you could actually have the. The yeah, AIs, you know, like they like show up and talk to you. As an aside, was it ever confirmed in Halo Three that Cortana was going rampant? I, it's it's heavily implied. This is the kind of plot stuff that Tim's talking about. That yeah, you, that you I, never you never really, figure out what happened with that. I mean, oh. the the real um, there was a lot of uh, sort of hinting at it in the build up to Halo Three coming out. Like I remember, like when the first trailer came up. Um, and Cortana, it was implied, was like going evil or something like that. You and I, Graham, were both yeah. like, oh. oh, she's going rampant. Yeah, rampant. But, but all the stuff uh, that happens in the game is just stuff that the chief is seeing in his head somehow weirdly. Like and training flashbacks. Yeah, and it's not... Really? Born identities. It was stuff. all no, a dream. No, no, born, no, not born the whole game, but like all the no, stuff like, with Cortana that he's seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think that they may... My, my suspicion is that they may have been going that way originally with the narrative and decided to dumb it down and not do that. Uh, because by the in Halo Three, basically 
by the end of the game, you are going to save Cortana, who and has you, yeah. the secrets of Earth's defense grid and all that kind of fun stuff, which is which he's been trying to keep safe for a long time. Uh, not that it matters because like most of the Earth, it, but, yeah. well, most of the Earth's surface is glass by the end of Halo Three. <laughs> really, but yeah, it's not really very positive. So uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I, I think that they just dropped all that. I, I, was, I was trying to think of somebody like the like voice. Be you know an interesting idea to think of voice actors that you think could play the different AIs like Durandal and you know like for some reason the first thing that came to my mind when I was thinking of somebody Durandal would be um, Hugh Laurie. No, no, from uh, from um, uh, from Mist Exile, the bad guy from Mist Exile, whatever that guy's oh, name. Oh, Brad Dourif. Worm, worm tongue. Yeah. Brad Dourif. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just it. Yeah, it's it's good. it's that like sounding sounding in control, but having that that underlying Slight. complete insanity. Yeah. It's <laughs> a it's a good point actually. Yeah. No, uh, Brad Dourif would be really good for that. It'd be kind of interesting. And so. uh, but anyway. So yeah. So I, I beat Halo Three and I got a new video card so I can play Dawn of War Two. Nice. Which I will be spending a lot of time on. Cool. Yay. So we're coming up Ask on Claire. an hour. <laughs> Maybe we. Uh, and then once again, do we do know Ask Claire questions. Yeah, we can. We can yeah, once it, well, we can do we always, many we we always like. do a small amount of. Ask All right. So, Taryn asks Graham and Paul, when looking for terrible video game cutscenes to mock an unskippable, have there been any cutscenes that have surprised you in regards to being a lot better or different than you expected? Surprised me, and they've been a lot worse than expected. That the one from uh, from. Onimusha 3 that just randomly switches to France always kills me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, better than expected. I don't know. Better um, than expected. There's been, there's been games where it's like, oh, I thought there was, like, for some reason when I remember that game, I remember long, annoying, boring cutscenes, and then when I'm actually seeing it, it's like, oh, this was actually quite a good game. Yeah. Well, it, it's different, because we aren't actually necessarily looking... Our criteria is not actually necessarily bad. It's just taking itself seriously. Mm. And so we'll be watching a game... Like we've done games that actually have, that actually have good opening cutscenes. It's just they're they're long enough, and they're ones that they're ones that we can make fun of. Uh, usually, games that we reject are ones that don't have long enough cutscenes, or that are broken up by too many bits of gameplay. So it's we have sort of a different criteria for that. Uh, yeah, so I, mean, I, I don't know. I can't actually think of one that has turned out to be like, oh, that was actually really good. We should not make fun of it. No. Yeah. It's it's. There's no like basically. We definitely wouldn't reject any cutscene for just being like, you know, like Metal Gear Solid is a great game. It has, but it has long cutscenes, and it has, but and if it takes itself seriously and it has long cutscenes, it's basically fair game. Yeah. Uh, it the whether we whether or not we do a video is in no no bearing on how good it is. That yeah. being said, we have done. There's some. There's it's it's kind of interesting when you see the stuff from Unskippable. Because often the the comments for a video will be like, "Oh man, I was gonna get that, you know, that game looks so terrible." Da 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 da. Uh, I think you do sort of get a bad impression of a game if all you see is the opening cutscene a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, there have been games that, uh, like for example, Grandia Three, not the best opening cutscene. Great game, and people were like, "Oh god, what a terrible game!" And I actually went on the for, on the thread for for our episode and been like, "Actually, I own this game, and it's good." Yeah. Just FYI. So. Don't take our. It's been, yeah. Having make it made fun of it. That being said, be the, those games that are good are usually good. Bad. They're good despite the cutscene. Yeah. yeah. They're, <laughs> they're not good because of the cutscene. Yeah. So uh, now there's questions wherein several people try to be really clever, asking us how Desert Bus Three was, because mm. they think that we're going to take that long. 
Uh-huh. I'm going uh-huh. to cap it at two more questions because I do need to get to my father okay. for dinner. Sorry, this is funny. As of right now, it's March 23rd, so, uh, so and you're still answering December's question, so I must ask, how is Desert Bus 3? Any amusing stories? And someone else asked about Desert Bus 3. Master Gunner steps in and says, uh, with a four-month difference, they'd actually be answering this question in July. Done. Hey, <laughs> hey it's July right now. Good Gunned job. And done. Master Gunner wins. It's nothing. like you can add... Uh, what are your opinions on the new Bar Watch program that's evidently going on in Victoria Bars? I, I have seen the sign in the Barden Banker, but I don't actually know what's involved. What is it? Um, you, my, you watch the bar and make sure it doesn't My escape. assumption is that they, it's... Uh, they send lecherous old men to bars. Okay, well, fair enough. And my assumption is that it has to do something to do with underage drinking and the yeah. fact that they're, uh, you know, higher enforcement and so on, but I don't actually know We are uninformed, sorry. I'm not underage, and I don't drink a whole lot, so it doesn't really affect me. Yeah. Uh, Matt has already said he will go see New Moon once if they're, if the donation is great enough. Yes, and if the only donations once. are sufficient enough, I will see it once. All right. Uh, King Cool asks a couple of questions, and then we'll, then we'll call it. What's the funniest thing you've ever heard a teacher say, or a boss? Actually, I I, this is completely unrelated, but my, or not, oh. or marginally unrelated. Okay, I got mine. Um, I was thinking back about Michael Jackson, given given all the Michael Jackson Who has stuff a new recently. video game coming out. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he was working on a new video game. Uh, they've been working on it for months, MJJ Productions, and it should be out before Christmas. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Starring Michael Jackson? Yes. That they were working on it for months, I find difficult to believe. Yep. Uh, but, yes. Uh, so, I was thinking about it, and, and about how, you know, like, my... It, because I, I know I went through at least one summer where my friends and I were just totally into Michael Jackson and thought he was the coolest thing. Um, and, you know, like I remember playing the Moonwalker game on Genesis and all that kind of stuff. But my probably my single most poignant memory about Michael Jackson was when I was in class in grade three. I don't recall whether Morgan was in this class. And a lot of us were making, uh, making fun of Michael Jackson changing color and uh, sleeping in a tank and all these other things that we had heard about. Um, And my teacher went up to the front of the class and just got really angry and was like, that poor man had such a hard childhood and he got badly burned and he's in therapy and just like, she just went off on us about how terrible we were being to Michael Jackson. Wow. And like for a teacher uh, of a grade three class, she was very passionate about this. Huh. In uh, in leaping to his defense, she was sort of like one of those people you see on forums, like the Michael Jackson Defense Force. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. She had a similar outburst about Jason Voorhees at but, some point. Uh, what, did, wow. Leave, leave Jason Voorhees alone. It was basically like leave. Like uh, it was. <laughs> what has he ever done to anybody? It was, except it was for like a Halloween them? project where we had to make these cardboard cutout haunted houses like, and the windows. Uh, she's oh. a fictional character. He's a fictional character, Mrs. Insano. Uh, <laughs> so and, like, he, hold on. You had, you had to make these cardboard cutout haunted houses and have the windows opened up so that you could see monsters behind them and someone put Jason behind one of their windows because you know, like, yeah. we're kids and they're, it's a horror movie. She's like. That that video is about a poor boy who lived who lived an abused childhood. Like I, I it was really it was always back to the abused childhood thing. But it was it was really kind of weird, and those things stick really Isn't well it, in my mind. Wow. Yeah. Is it wasn't the first uh. movie his mom for one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then and the rest of like it wasn't an abused childhood. It was he died because some camp counselors were having sex instead of watching him. Yeah, something yeah. like that. It's not really an abused childhood at all. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, funniest thing I've ever one of the, sorry one of them because I can't remember them all right now was one where uh, in circuitry class we were uh, trying to put stuff t- together on a breadboard and uh, 
someone said, you know, someone screwed it up. I'm just like, oh, shit. And the teacher was like, hey, I don't want any swearing in my class, no matter how badly you fucked up. <laughs> I just always thought that was... Mr. King was awesome. Nice. <laughs> Anybody else? I no. don't remember right. anything said by uh, any of my teachers. How much Star Trek Enterprise can you watch school. without vomiting? I can make it through about half an episode, he says. I, I can't even make it through the opening Enterprise? cut scene. I, there, opening, there are the opening, opening credits. credits. The yeah. credit roll makes me throw up in my mouth a bit. I have never seen more than half an episode. Of I, was, I, I was watching the very first episode, and I saw the, the, the pre-title uh, teaser, and I was like, okay, well, it's all right, shaky start, but that's fine. And then it hit the opening titles, and I was like, wow. That's awful. And I think it, that just sort of soured me on the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. I, I've actually watched a fair like I, I watched a fair amount of Enterprise. Just at one point, I was like, "Oh, I've watched all episodes of Star Trek, and I'm certainly not going to watch Voyager." So, I guess I'll look at Enterprise because I've never seen it. Yeah, before. Voyager's a step up. And uh, and I think actually I I would put Enterprise above Voyager. Really, I I didn't hate Voyager. I liked Enterprise. Had this cool. I they they didn't hit every once in a while. They would hit this cool kind of old school. Like a Star Trek one or Star Trek the original series kind of vibe, like mm. you know, alien princesses and you know the sort of old school, uh, pulpy kind of science fiction, which, uh, which they they did okay, but uh, of course there's there's the one good episode, which is the mirror episode. Yeah. So it's always the one good. Episode. If you're gonna go, yeah, go watch that episode. It doesn't involve any of the, uh, any of the actual main characters because yeah. they're all playing their mirror versions, and doesn't involve any of the actual continuity. So you don't need to know any of the rest of it, which and it's generally considered to be the best uh, Enterprise episode, which tells you something about Enterprise. Yes. There it is. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, I actually probably could have gotten through Enterprise, like enjoyed it, because I have watched episodes and uh, I don't and you hate like it Scott that much. Bakula. And I I have a huge man crush on Scott Bakula, so uh, I probably could have made it through that series if the title theme song. Had not it's, been it's, so offensive. Yeah, yeah. The title theme is pretty bad. You you really enjoy picking one thing you don't like, How, making that ruin the rest of your. That particular that <laughs> particular actually, opening title role, absolutely okay. it missed the mark for a Star Trek series <laughs> so completely Get that it, it just it, it doesn't feel like Star Trek Bring because of that time. and that alone. But my time is okay, fine How awesome would Star Trek Enterprise bit would have been if they do the entire series? The la- end of the last episode, he quantum leaps out. That- <laughs> <laughs> the entire time he's actually been, been like every, everybody yeah. else considering has, considering how he's, he's Sam been Beckett in, the he's entire been in, time he's been in this guy called Sam called Archer. But yeah. considering how it actually ended, <laughs> that, that makes just as good. that makes just as much sense, and it's just as viable. Uh, uh, that would have been, that like, that been like the ultimate. Like we are abort, we are ending the series now. We don't have an escape route. We're doing it early, but. It, Awesome. Did like, the guy from Quantum Leap ever make a cameo? In, I'm in sure he did. He, he must have done. For it. the if, record, if and other other non Trekkies out there, I have no idea what they're talking about. Quantum Leap? But there you go. You've never seen Quantum Leap? No. Hey, I actually have. See the Quantum bottom Leap. rack wait, of wait, my really DVD case over like there. there. Uh, Quantum yeah. Leap isn't a Star Trek thing. It's no. Scott Bakula's other cult classic TV series, where in each episode he. Uh, possesses someone else's body and he's like jumps through yeah he, he's a time traveler that gets knocked back in time and by traveling he actually leaps into their bodies and he has to and he has to do something he has to yeah. somehow set things right 
before yeah, they actually right were all the out on DVD. Wrong, yeah. Before they were actually all out, all out on DVD. If you were at Matt's place late enough at night, he would like he'd be like, "Oh God, it's time for Quantum Leap," and you would have to sit down and watch, watch Quantum, Quantum Leap, Leap with him. I love that freaking show. So basically, the best show. the best complete cop out would would have been yeah. Yeah. him. Then suddenly, yeah, zooming out. Which, it, considering that they ended the the entire series was a holographic simulation that never well, happened. Not no, it was well, yeah, yeah it was. It was just they, they did like the jump and jump forward. Oh yeah. No, it's, wasn't it it's, a, no, a reenactment the, of no, the final episode of Enterprise ends with ends uh, set during between season six and seven of Next Generation with Riker and Troy turning off a simulation in the holodeck and going, "Oh, that's what Captain Archer was like," and leaving. Yeah, but it's, right. it's not. So it, was, it did it actually a historical happen. Account. It's a historical account. Yeah, it did actually happen. But still, it's the, well. It could have been just in that episode they were doing the hologram. Uh, yeah. To me, that's basically the the. the <laughs> to me, that's exactly the same as, and it was all a dream. Yeah. Well, basically. but it, but it was all but it's a historic like it wasn't just them doing well, something weird. History it was is a real made by thing. the winners. Yes. But uh, I I think like <laughs> Thanks, if I Sarah. if I've been working on Enterprise, we totally like after the wrap just there was, like, somebody would like, have filmed re- record, that. Just... Record a stinger of Scott Bakula leaping quantum, quantum leaping out and just show it among the crew because yeah. it would be hilarious <laughs> you know if that had happened though it would have been leaked to the internet All right. and it wasn't people would have liked um, okay uh, last couple of quick ones from King Cool just so we can finish his post have you ever seen more than one movie in a single day uh, I yeah. went to the Definitely. ridiculous um, Lord of the Rings extended launch where yeah. you showed up at one in the afternoon watched the extended cut of Fellowship then the extended cut of Two Towers and then at midnight, having Did? timed it so that the first one finished, at, or the second one finished at midnight, they started the very first was, showing the city of Return of the King. There was extended cuts yep. uh, of the thing in theaters? Mm-hmm. Uh, only only for that one showing, because they took the extended cut and printed it just for doing that style showing in uh, in town. If you don't mean in theaters, then definitely yes, because you know, like anytime there's a James Bond marathon on TV, I'll watch that, or just make my own because I have all the DVDs. Uh, or even on on Friday, I went with Paul to see Bruno in theaters, which is hilarious, and then came back here and watched the riff track of Cloverfield with Jeff, which is also right. hilarious. Um, also, I, we on more than one occasion seen, have done double features in theaters. We yeah, will seen, like I've watch seen, a movie and then be like, "There's another movie we want to see today. Let's go see that too, since we're here anyhow." Yep. I've I, yeah I I watched um oh wait it was uh, Lord of War I think yep Lord yeah. of War and then as we were coming out a everybody else was going, going to see Serenity Serenity and I'm like. Whoop. But it doesn't happen very often. I don't like I don't it's not something that I've done a lot. Uh, the Roxy will occasionally have their double bills, and so oh, I will yeah, occasionally no, I've watched yeah. double bill of the Roxy. That's a good point. I've never yeah. watched a double bill of the Roxy. Watched, I've never actually it, seen uh, a movie of the Roxy. Swordfish. Really? And oh, <laughs> what, what did we watch there? It was like it's... I I don't remember what it was paired with. Honestly, because we we weren't there to see Swordfish. We were there to see the other movie. Yeah, but, but we ended up watching Swordfish. Anyway. I don't know. It was a much better movie. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure I have, but I don't know when. Right. Uh, um, yeah, I saw Blades of Steel. And then there was. Um, have any of you ever been? Have any of you ever seen a movie in a movie theater with no one else there, either completely alone or just the group you came with? Actually, yep. I, yes, yes, I have. Almost uh, on two occasions, but never actually. Star Trek. Uh, fuck. Between First Contact and Nemesis was Insurrection. Insurrection. I saw in almost an empty theater like two days after it came out. Wow! It's uh, in Nanaimo. There was a there's it used to be uh, there's two sort of discount theaters. One of them called Cinesave, and it was both times I went to see movies there. It, it was just me and my buddy, uh, and like literally the the ushers 
came in halfway through and just sort of sat in the aisle and watched it because there was only like one th- there was only actually one screen so it was it was and they closed down so yeah. apparently it wasn't doing doing too well because yeah. no one was coming to the movies um when i lived in nanaimo as well did we um, see transporter three just ourselves no mm. no there were other people right no because people, people, people that were loud, being really yeah. freaking loud and annoying yeah. um there was um shoot what was it uh south park bigger louder and uncut um, a longer. friend of mine, or bigger, longer, and uncut. A, a friend of mine had, had wanted to go, and I had wanted to go see that for a while, but we'd had issues getting in, so it was several weeks after it had come out. And uh, we got in like a half an hour before the movie, and we sat down, we're ready to watch it. We were the only people in the theaters. And then, like, two minutes before screen time, a mother, a father, and a four year old kid walked in, Ooh. and the uh, the usher, you know, ran up the aisle to them and was like, Are you, are, are you aware of the content of this movie and they're like it's cartoon right he's like yeah but it's it's like a cartoon for adults and it's wasn't it rated r oh yeah it was rated r yeah and uh it's it's like you know it's pretty vulgar they were still there at the end of the movie the parents laughed their asses off the whole time four-year-old didn't understand anything in the film like just completely went over his head fair enough um bright pictures yeah and uh then there was um there's one other movie recently where I think I texted you and was like, lol, I'm oh, the only yeah. person I'm in the only theater. One here, yeah. But well, I can't remember. Twittering what... about it. I remember what it was. Yeah, it was going um, looking at your Twitter archive. It was uh, that movie with Samuel L. Jackson about the cop, Lakeview Terrace. You, you, right, you went to see Lakeview <laughs> Terrace. Oh, you dumbass. And I was the only person in the theater until, again, two minutes before the screen came up and this one group of people came in and a sat family and me. a four-year-old kid again. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, and the four-year-old understood that one. Yeah. And finally, same four-year-old. He hasn't aged. What's the most expensive thing you've broken, other than a car, computer, or cell phone? Good question. Most I feel like there's been something recently. I don't. No, break, it was a car. I don't know. I don't break things. Yeah. Um, I've broken my computer a few times, but that I was tried to scooter. avoid breaking things. I broke like a old busted TV, so it probably wasn't that expensive when it was bro- like intentionally, right? So it probably wasn't that expensive at the time because it was old and broken anyway uh i have no idea the most damage you've ever done is like putting a dent in a car or running up on a curb in a minivan i broke graham's uh sony video camera but he hasn't found out yet so shh don't tell him <laughs> we were just I, using it like half an hour ago I, have you watched the footage yet <laughs> i broke i broke my heart oh that's, that's very valuable very it's, valuable. it's invaluable yes yes all right, uh, I, I'm going to cut this this here podcast off because my daddy's cooking a salmon tonight. That's about and, where we're going to cut it off anyway. Yes. So, mm. so but I was I wasn't going to tell people that I was just going to pretend that I was putting my foot down. Oh, okay, fair enough. You lay down oh, the law. Jared, yeah. How dare you? Jared. We've got all these more questions. No, we no, we're done. We are uh, done. We gonna... I'm going to eat a fish. Well, you have only one person to blame at the end of this yeah. podcast. Judging by your accent, are you going to tan our hide yes. as well? Yes. Old man Petter won't let us do anymore. Sorry. Old, please. Pardon me, old man Gagné. Gagné. Uh, old man Gagné. Uh, you just try that in my jurisdiction. Boy. Old man Petters mm. sounds sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. Old man Petters sounds a little bit creepy. Yes. Oh, you're such a cute old. You're such a cute old man. Come here. Yeah, let me pet you. Who's the cutest old man? All right. And on that note, <laughs> and on been... that bombshell. <laughs> this has been another podcast from the Loading Ready Run crew.
Jared Pet's old man. Jared Pet <laughs> old man. You heard it here first. Exit stage left. But you exit stage right. Depends which way. Uh, I guess it's, it's stage. Oh, no, it's